Star Commander. Even past our prime, a Star Commander is worth two of any warrior. Star Commander Joanna, Clan Jade Falcon, 3058. You're listening to Wolfnet Radio. A weapon unused is a useless weapon. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew, lifeguard on duty on Bath Barons. Uh, I'll host this evening, Andrew, bad dragonfly, and O'Krell. <laughs> Good evening, guys. And Aaron, just one step away, Coach Curl. Hi, everyone. Luke, just Sapuku and call it a day. Charles Gideon Dirks. Hello, everybody. And Thomas, nothing's coincidental. Silent Sea Raven Kruger. Hey, guys, how's it going? We're hot, straight, and ready to go. Tonight, we got some great things coming up. Gen Con. It's obviously probably going to be the biggest topic, but that's not all. We've got some shrapnel drops, uh, apparently a suburban mech, and some new apparel ideas, fashion possibly, Kickstarter force packs, a little on the origins of Battletech, little reports, we had some head capping action, and uh, some tricks of the trade tips, tidbits, Wait, are we getting into the fashion of Battletech now? <laughs> I think we are. I think we are. Hats don't sell. Even though that's been the first three orders. It's blasphemy. <laughs> I mean, we are hot, straight, and ready to go. So, <laughs> how many hats of Battletech I've bought? A lot. I have boxes of them at home. I'm so. excited. Fashion. What to wear on a midsummer's evening in Tharkad? Do you go deep blue or light blue? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully everyone. So let we'll go into that. So we, uh, I have um, in the past used Queensboro.com as a site for getting embroidery embroidery work done uh, for clothing, be it shirts, hats, socks, whatever. They have a plethora of um, apparel and uh, come to find out that they have a very easy way to um, set up a storefront for you to be able to um, offer your logo or, or various different things to the masses. And it, it's been something that we've wanted to do for a little while. And after we got our hats in, um, and seeing that in, in embroidery, I think we were all I think I can speak for everyone pretty pleased and happy with how that turned out and uh, took the next steps. The store has been up and ready to go for a little while, but um, we had a a little snafu with the sizing of the logo, Um, but that's all been sorted out and uh, we're all good to go. Hence the, the release. So you can hit the, the the apparel store at wolfnetradio.q as in Quebec, B as in boy, stores.com. Oh, you can also check the show notes. I will put the link in the show notes as well. And probably on the Wolfnet Facebook page. My my only question on that 
Andrew is, did you pick the uh, golfing towels or is that just a standard thing? It's a standard thing. Um, <laughs> Wait, well, we I, have golfing towels? We have oh, yeah. wolf net oh, golf shit. towels. There's uh, so Aaron that when I when I created the store, I mean, we could go through and just decide that we wanted to limit what is available, and you know, I don't I don't feel it's appropriate for me to tell somebody that you can only get these kind of polos because maybe you feel really strongly about something else. So I left it open, so everything that's available on the store is a default, and it's a it's a plethora of things. Those models yeah. make Battletech look way better. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we could have been models. Speak for yourself. But that's not all. I could have been a model. Well, you just get rid You just... You still could be. I mean, <laughs> the, could the, dad, calendar too. the dad bod collection? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's extra expansion in the waistline. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I sincerely hope everyone um, finds something that they like and wear the colors proudly. <laughs> our, our new magazine is going to be did. called Vic- like- Victor's Secret. <laughs> it's a fragrance of a mix of coolant, oil, and cordite from spent casings. Oh, don't forget! Don't forget it the locker room. Flares the aroma. The locker room. Don't, don't forget the locker room. It's got to smell a little bit like locker room, and, a, and just a hint of Omi Karita. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a love story that should have yeah. never ended. Uh-oh. Oh, that suck. Damn, Gardner. Nope, not going there. Not going there. Derailed. So, so I hear Gen Con is going to be continuing on, which is awesome. Confirmed. Gen Con is confirmed. So has anyone been able to get on the website? My understanding was is that they could or possibly are limiting the attendance. Has anyone heard anything was, more uh, about that, or is that hearsay? Okay. So because I heard the hearsay, um, I have already reached out to um, Mr. Scott Tyler Cooksey, um, the owner, runner, and administrator of the Battle Barn, which is in and around Indianapolis. We actually did our first tournament there last summer. And um, great host, great facility. And I just reached out and said, hey, Gen Con's going on, and we don't really know what's happening, and we don't know if we're all going to be able to go. But if we can't, is there space available? So whether we get to Gen Con uh, and play in the facility, in the, the convention center, or we're playing at the Battle Barn one way or another, we're running. Or I will be anyway. I'll be there. One way or the other, we will be running a 350 tournament and cadet and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, depending on, depending on if we if we get into Gen Con or not, will dictate level of things that we will do. We will have if we don't get in, we will have a weekend of events planned at the battle. See, and I'm I'm wondering, are they gonna house? 
And and you can't be super strict about it. Like you're going to have a convention of twenty thousand people, and you're not going to be able to police six feet and wiping everything down and masks and all this other stuff. I think I think they did a very good job with their survey. I think everyone who had a badge or everyone who's thinking about going got a survey, and they're like, "Well, how comfortable do you feel like going?" and where is your comfort level? What should we do? And and I think they got a pretty good idea of... <laughs> I don't think it was like a middle ground on the survey. It's just my guess. But I think people are like, I'm going and I don't care. Or I'm not going because I know there's going to be people there that are going and don't care. So... I think you're right. I think, I think the people that are going to go are going to go. And those who... Um, don't feel it's the right time are going to stay home. So I honestly, I hope that they don't limit the field too much in that. I think it will take care of itself, but um, you know, everyone's got to do what they got to do to, to feel safe and, and um, be comfortable. And if you're there, great. Love to see everybody. If you're not, we'll catch you next year. Yeah. And have they said, Oh, I was just going to say, just for clarification, Andrew, you're talking about the Battle Barn for that 16th through 19th of September, right? That is correct, yes. Okay. I just just know that there's a lot of people out there chomping at the bit to uh, get in and play some 350, so that way they can start making plans, (laughs) taking their time off work, all that good stuff. So if they take those days off one way or another, they can play 350. We are rolling dice one way or another. If even if Gen Con decides at the last minute to say "eff it, we're not doing it," we're still running BattleTech at the Battle Barn, sixteen through. Yeah. So end of story. Book, yes. Book your hotel room. Book your flights. No matter what, Indianapolis will be the place to be for BattleTech, um, September sixteenth through the twentieth, or whatever it is. So for all of you who are asking when the next garage con is, that is a hell of a garage con. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful facility. Really nice. We will be doing hosted by great people. We will be doing a garage con before then. Yeah, I I can imagine so. Place and date unknown right now, but there's been enough people that have reached out, they're like, I'm so mad I missed the first two. (laughs) I wanna go. And, uh, so I'm, I'm just, I don't have a date or, a, or a place in mind right now. I'm just saying that we will do one from now until September. Like that's too big of a, of a time period not to have a, another tournament. So, Agreed. so for those well, of you who are wondering, busy getting prepped for that too. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be like next week. So don't, <laughs> don't, <laughs> what? I'm supposed to have what? <laughs> no. Yeah, Tommy, get painting. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say I was gonna warn myself. If you're doing a 350, you better get your shit painted. But uh, yeah, better starting earlier than later because it takes a while to get decals too. So. But I am just personally, <clears throat> last year was tough for me not to have a Gen Con. Like that was. I look forward to that so much because that is, I only take two vacations a year and they're both like my release of the real world and I just get to go 
be my, you know, be with people I like and have a good time and not have to worry about work and everything. So not having that last year really sucked. So I'm really, really happy that they're having it this year. Did they happen to say? Yeah. What's that? Don't be having a wedding again during it. No No wedding, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Just say no. I skipped out of a wedding like two years ago, so she knows that (laughs) there's no... Unless it's my sister's wedding, and I'm pretty sure I'm okay with that not happening. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're good on that one. (laughs) Does she listen to the podcast? No, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, um yeah, my I have conditioned I my question. family that no wedding will take over fishing or Gen Con. My kids are I, upset I had a question. They're, they're probably going to have to wait again. They were excited to come. One more year won't hurt them. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. So with uh with the surveys that were sent out to people who do have badges or, you know, let it ride from last year since we didn't have it. Are they just going to end up sending badges or holding them there? Was there any talk on how badges seen, were going to be sent? I haven't okay. seen anything on it. And to be honest with you, I was trying to get a site um, to see about doing event submissions and I couldn't get the site. To- <clears throat> I think we'll just have to wait till a certain time when they normally would start sending out. Uh, notifications or we'll have to email direct again and like hey well, the, un- <laughs> the unfortunate thing is is that normally by by this time all events have already been submitted i know for the demo team yeah we have yeah. to have all of our stuff turned in i think like by the latest third week in january yep so it's we're way past time it's gonna be they're gonna be resting on their um, years of experience, I think, to try and pull this one off. There's, it's going to be quick and quick and nasty, down and dirty. Just like I like yeah. it. <clears throat> and there's uh, like currently the default stance of a catalyst on attending cons is no, right? So even if Gen Con happens, there may not be a BattleTech booth I do. event. I. Uh, <laughs> we've we have we have been told that from from the powers that be at Catalyst, they had said that at the beginning of the year that they would not be doing any events in 2021. That being said, now with the vaccines, with Gen Con going on, with Origins going on, um, I don't know if that will still stand. Um, they might be there in some capacity, but I would not, I would not be surprised if they're not there full bore like they normally are just because timing right i mean it's six months away a lot of that stuff is a lot of those things are are in the works you know a month after gen con ends planning for the next one as far as shipping and product and everything i i don't know i wouldn't fathom to to say one way or the other i just i wouldn't be surprised if they are there and i wouldn't be surprised if they're not there we're gonna be there we will be there. Not that that matters, but we're going to go and have a hell of a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am 60% sure that I will be there. 60? 60? That's, 
That's terrible. That's, where's where's my dice thing that you printed off for me the other day, Andrew? That's sixty <laughs> percent about a roll of an eight. That's rolling not, eights and nines, sure. man. <laughs> I'm not sure I like that. Or no, that's not eights <laughs> and nines. That's like uh, fours or fives or something like that. Those are pretty yeah. low numbers, Tommy. We're gonna have to bring those numbers up. You gotta pump yeah. those numbers up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm work. Work comes before play. <laughs> to spend money, yeah. I have to make yeah. money. Make money, money. All right. So we have a new writer in the house tonight. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that right, Charles Dirks? You did it. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah, very, very exciting. Like, Number four. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't even like make me wait for the additional years. They they got me in the first 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 annual run there. That's um like I I said on the Facebook group, it's pretty mind blowing reviewing the lore all the time to adding just a tiny little story. It's it's yeah. Like it totally di- totally different than what I anticipated. Um, just the idea of, oh, I'm going to get this story. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of, I don't know. Like, it's it's easy on the outside looking in and being like, oh, this story's good. That one's not. But then when you get one in there and you're like, oh, this is what it's like to have everybody reading your stuff and <laughs> judging. <laughs> <laughs> How many back checkers did you have? Um, I, I mean, my my writing was flawless. It was all perfectly <laughs> factual. <laughs> Well, well played. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but when also, I mean, I the the setting of my story, like it, all I had to do is read Endgame and go beat by beat by what it says happens on the outside. So, you know, nobody knew what was going on inside, so I could put whatever I wanted in there. So, which funny story? Actually, the the whole reason I wrote that story was. Oh God, what was it like a year and a half ago? We did a mailbag episode and then somebody asked like, what was the most tragic thing in Battletech? And that's when I was like, oh, the Kantaris, you know, totally like just out of nowhere comes in for like one page and disappears. And I was like, there needs to be more story to that. So that was the entire impetus for the whole idea of writing the story. So very, very cool that it kind of came around full circle. Are there any um, descriptions of the story that you want to share or the outline or? Well, um, I mean, I already said it takes place on uh, the Kantaris uh, during the, during the events of Endgame. So uh, it's the uh, Bedcom Civil War. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to give away. I, 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 (laughs) well, you don't have to give away anything because isn't your story like in the preview so you don't even have to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have heard this. I heard if, if you download the uh, the sample, my entire story's in there. So. <laughs> oh, hey, perfect. That's what you wrote so well. They yeah. had that be the flagship for the issue. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's one and way of looking at it. for free. Right. Or they said... This story's pretty worthless. We'll give it away for free. <laughs> no, no, no. They, or, they, they put the best in the front so they could get people to read the rest of it. The hook, man. They gotta nah. get the hook. The first, the first, the first hooks for free. The rest will cost you. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I mean, personally for me, I thought the story was awesome, even reading it for the second time, because you gave it to us like a while ago, didn't you, to just kind of read over and see how it went? Yeah, yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, I needed I like it. some... I got the first one. I didn't get that one. It's on the drive, silly. Uh, yeah. See, nobody tells yeah, me. No. <laughs> yeah, no, you... Sent it out yeah, to you guys. It's your oh, drive. Uh, <laughs> it's my drive. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't you know uh, what's on your drive? Your no, drive. I don't. There's so much here. <laughs> I just yeah. No, I needed some proofreading on it. So I just find it so funny because how long ago were? Who did we have on Schmetzer? Yeah, I yeah. think it was Schmetzer, and that's quite a while ago. And it was just he just well, said, "Keep writing, man. Just keep give just." That was uh, Shell Games. Yeah, right? I think it was Shell Games. Yeah, he said just keep on writing and keep on submitting. And the biggest thing was it in to, there. Well, the biggest thing was is to uh, what was it? Take the criticism and continue to just rework and rework and and learn through that process. And, man, I'm I'm happy for you. This is great. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. I, Sorry, I haven't read it yet. I'm still trying to get through the the last novel, and I, I can't I can't cross the streams. It's too much oh, to try man. and remember. So, <laughs> so I've been de- I've been debating like, do we set this up as an interview with an author? Or like, how did you get into BattleTech? <laughs> oh, What's your favorite era? <laughs> what was your inspiration for writing this? <laughs> My, well, the, really, the whole goal was so that way when we don't have a guest, then. I can just be on the show. We got Boom. All right. legit author. Boom. <laughs> All right. Switch seats. <laughs> Turn your hat backwards. Yeah, You're another just, guy now. <laughs> it's like a switch. Well, should you, should you just get him a stocking hat on the front says podcaster, on the back says author. Spectacular. Which Dirks would you like to talk to? The podcast or or the right. critically acclaimed author? Oh, critically acclaimed. <laughs> I, I, I have, I must say, I have gotten a lot of good feedback, but not not from critics. I don't think just just BattleTech fans, <laughs> which I guess are big enough critics in and of oh, themselves. Yeah. But those are the biggest ones. Yeah, yeah, but um, also very exciting because another regiment member, uh, Mark Fallen, Fallen uh, yeah. his story, Weight of a Name, it's in there, which extra interest to me just because it uh, makes the Kel Blood name a thing. It's alive cool. and yeah, it's alive and kicking. So, um, yeah, yeah, because I mean, it fall, all falls apart in the end of Jihad where you don't know what's going on. So he was able to make that happen which is super exciting. That's cool. Yeah, like, we're just, and again, we're going to get into it, so sorry, Mark, but we just got a little excited that our, our boy got, got it. But to have two Wolfnet Regiment uh, members, authors now in Shrapnel, that is fantastic. I do have a question for you, Luke. When's the audio book coming out? If 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 if, if, you, if you can't get through ten pages, man, I don't know what to tell you. Should we just record the audiobook ourselves? <laughs> it might take me a month, but I could do it. <laughs> have to change all your voices, Tommy. Which voice do you want to hear? This one, uh, or this one? Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which ones do we go through? <laughs> 
I could put him to sleep. Boom. I don't want to do that. But yeah, it's it's super awesome um, to have both you guys in there. Um, I'm, it's just, you know, because we talked about it for so long, and then it actually comes true. And it, I bet it was, what, a year ago? Probably a year ago. So, it, like you said, it, it yeah, takes time. Well, yeah, I want to say June. Like, right when they posted that, I, I think uh, the submission form website i think i posted yeah june of last year so the the waiting is the hardest part for by far so i couldn't imagine you know, yeah and then having to, to wait and wait and check and wait and check yeah no i i actually wrote a, a second story out of spite and then I, and that's how i found <laughs> out that you, you can only submit one story at a time so <laughs> send it back send it back to him <laughs> so, gonna, so so uh phil will be getting uh, a second story from me here shortly so awesome that'll curl his beard well again super awesome congratulations to both you and mark yeah. um yeah. How how weird is it to to read all the time BattleTech fiction and then finally read your own story? Was that a little was that a little crazy? <laughs> yeah, well honestly I I haven't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> like like I I saw it just kind of <laughs> foot th- thumbed through it really quick cuz I was in a hurry to get to Mark's story cuz I know how mine goes, I don't know how his goes. So um but uh yeah, just seeing you know my title my name and you know uh just mind-blowing I, I i like uh i thought it was like exciting and not to take away you know blaine throwing us in hour of the wolf and all that like that was very exciting but uh it's a little different when it's like your own work it <laughs> just feels crazy like just does it, it seems more surreal I suppose Sarna.net's already updated your your profile page, huh? <laughs> no, 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 nope, I, not yet. <laughs> it's uh, there is a page that exists for uh, gratitude repaid, um, but my name is still just a just a red link goes nowhere. <laughs> Dead end. Oh, yeah. That's what we should just call ourselves now, just the red links. <laughs> Ooh. It's like it's like being redshirted. <laughs> oh man! Oh, moving along, looks like we have a suburban mech. Just suburban. Suburban mech. Just suburban. The suburban mech. Is it made by the Chevy Corporation? <laughs> no, no, but same but frame it, size. It, I because I want to say that this has been a non-canon unit that for a long time or it's been mentioned but never gotten like fleshed out um but it's basically an urban mech that moves uh 353 and uh carries a ppc instead of an ac so it's the efficient one <laughs> yeah the efficient it's, one. <laughs> it, it, it's an urban mech that might be worth using and i know that eden, eden, eden will never pilot it no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. no He's probably in a corner crying. He's like, he took away my only love, an urban mech with an AC-20. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll still cut it up and use it as scrap on the battlefield. 
<laughs> now, if they had a Suburban Mech Denali uh, edition, where it's an ERPPC, then I might be in Oh, that's that. That is the uh, UMR one hundred, sir. That, oh, is that what it is already? The, that's the second variant in uh, in shrapnel. Yeah. Okay. So. ER Large Pulse. Then that's the Denali version. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that's going to be a little bit more useful for range. Um, not going to be enter, uh, ammo dependent. Yeah. Well, and and well, especially an Alpha Strike. Get getting six inches of movement instead of four. That's that's a big difference. That's a little better. Was there any armor change? Oh, I I didn't dig that deep. It's an urban mech after all. I was just gonna say it is an urban mech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So what else did uh, what else was Catalyst up to? Looks like they had an AMA. Uh, was it Saturday? Yep. I got on uh, about Great halfway through writing. Yeah, it was a writing it was a writing AMA, wasn't it? Yes. And how did you like it? Um I found it highly hilarious because they whenever in the chat they would say Aaron and then they would ask a question and then I would follow up immediately and just answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were getting a little annoyed there for a second. <laughs> they're just like, not get, you. Oh, what? Did, somebody asked a question, and I, God dang it, what did I write down? Oh, it was, it was something. It was just joking humor. I knew they were talking about Gale, uh, but <laughs> I was like, uh, I'll poke around a little fun. And um, who did they all have on there again? It was. Yep, Aaron, John, Jason, Jeff. I uh, I immediately went into the chat and said this AMA is invalid because nobody was recording from their car. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't pay much attention because uh, it can't be an AMA unless somebody's in their car. Uh, it seems like they had a little audio technical difficulties for a while, and I mean, which podcast doesn't occasionally? Yeah. But, oh, that's yeah, what it was. <laughs> Somebody asked Aaron, they're like, how do I submit a, sh a shrapnel story? And I immediately went underneath Carrier Pigeon. <laughs> so, but, yeah, um, but, yeah and I, I, I thought that the AMA was pretty interesting. I mean, I, I guess I assumed because of my own perspective that it was going to be, you know, a lot of people asking shrapnel questions, which there were quite a few, but then it was, they really got into like the, uh, like source book writing and TRO writing and all the different ways people get involved. So, I mean, kind of the, the main takeaway I had was if you want to try writing for them, write something and send it to them. They'll let you know. <laughs> I, like, that was that was generally how I got. That was the main underlying uh, thing for the AMA was uh, write, submit, and then wait. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And. and, and don't write a novel. Mm -hmm. Don't don't submit them a novel. Just do a short story or something. <laughs> Five pages the, or less, what, man. <laughs> what, what, I was just going to ask. What was the recommendation? Is you know a five-page, thirteen-page? Did they number give of, a number of num uh, words? I don't think they, they gave us usually the number of words. I don't think they gave them a specific uh, 
you know, boundary. It was just, if it's going to take us longer than a half an hour to read, don't send it to us. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. And I, and I get it. It's completely, they don't have two days to read one submission of a 158-page short novel or, or a novella. Um, you want to, you want to, basically what this says is if you can't catch our attention in a couple of pages, or if we can read the first page and it's like, you don't know what you're doing, it's just going to get scrapped. So make sure whatever you really? do, well, I mean, and that's, well, that's with any kind of, of publisher or whatever. If, if you, if you have grammatical errors and I know, I know, I see the, I see the face, Matt, I see it. <laughs> I didn't see it on the show notes. I thought you were going to put it in the show notes. <laughs> but nice. um, basically, if you can't catch their attention in the first couple of pages, they're not going to waste their time. So um, they just they just said, uh, write your stuff. Um, have some people read it. If it if they like it, then send it, submit it, do this. I mean, Dirks has gone through the whole thing. Um, and he's probably the best one to tell tell what's going on. But I, I, that's what I got away from the AMA. It was like they want writers, they want people, they want new stuff, but they don't want garbage. <laughs> so now, when you do submit, though, did they say that they would do their best? I, I, I apologize, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Would, if you submit, did they say that we will get back to you or? Is it uh, if we if you submit and it's you know not up to our standard at all, we're not even gonna get back to you. It would be we're gonna spend time on the things that have promise. Because um, I would I would hope they would get back to you. I mean, one yeah, way or another. Yeah. Um, the the only the only thing that they talked about where there was like a guaranteed some form of get back to you was uh, if you were doing a shrapnel submission. Uh, Phil said. That he, you know, he gets back to everybody, even if it's, uh, there's not like, even if it's a, there's no hope for the story, rework it and come back later that he'll at least tell you that much. Um, but as far as like, if you're sending in like a TRO entry, trying to, you know, let them know you can do that, that kind of writing, they didn't really say that they would get back to you, but it was, uh, Aaron who I think was the one that was heading up that part. So. I don't know, okay. Aaron. Okay. Kind of like we should have the guy on the show sometime to answer these questions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll get that, that set up. <laughs> yes, but he has to be in his car. If that would be yeah. a, that would be the stipulation. Prerequisite. I mean, I you have to be driving while you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yeah. driving. <laughs> You just gotta be in your car. <laughs> we don't want to cause any accidents. No. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> Unintentionally, well. We, we do not we do not encourage distracted podcasting. No. <laughs> so do we wanna talk about the elephant in the room or <sighs> Are we talking about Andrew then? No. Oh, fat joke number one beat for the episode. Beat you to the punchline. Nice. Oh. Beat me to it. Oh. Did you see that setup I gave Tommy? It was it was glorious. 
He ran Perfect. through the door. Ran through the door. All right. These history brief will be brought to you by Series Games and Miniatures, and we'll be uh, listening to our own Charles Gideon Dirks. Professional author. Extraordinaire. <laughs> On this episode of WolfNet History Briefs, just because there's a gun to your head doesn't mean you don't have a choice. Hello, WolfNet, and welcome to this installment of WolfNet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let's go. The 1st of March, 2575. An ambassador has come to speak before Ian Cameron, the original First Lord of the Star League. This is not unusual, but today would be one of the most pivotal moments in Star League history. The ambassador's name was Grendel Roberts, and he came on behalf of the independent states of the periphery, which was a loose coalition of the four primary periphery nations. It was formed due to increased pressure exerted on the periphery by the Star League, which was only a few years old at the time, and they sent Roberts to answer the Pollux Proclamation. The Pollux Proclamation was the result of a month of debate between the council lords. The subject of the debate? What should be done about the periphery? The Star League had been exerting economic sanctions against the periphery, trying to bring them into the fold. The problem was these same sanctions were destroying corporations that relied on free trade, and more than one of the great houses was feeling the fiscal pinch. So how would they rekindle their flagging economies? Well, with war, of course. So they convened to figure out how to bring the periphery to heel in a way that would allow Cameron to maintain the public position as benevolent leader of a peaceful Star League. Evidently, Cameron had no delusions about how things would progress. The periphery stood in the way of his dream of a united humanity, and he wasn't about to let some savages and madmen stop him. His words, not mine. But the citizens of the periphery were fiercely independent, and most had living memories of the strife of the inner sphere. They would not easily be made into subjugated peoples. The Pollux Proclamation was drafted to try to walk the razor's edge between warmongering and protective Big Brother. Those who sided with the Star League could read the message in a way that supported their views. But applying a slightly skeptical lens reveals several incongruencies. For all the talk in the proclamation about ensuring the liberty and equality of each individual, threatening war on people because they live differently than you seems pretty obviously hypocritical let alone the promise of bringing widespread violence upon others to prevent possible violence between them. But as I said, the goal was war, and the message to the periphery states was clear. Join or die. Or to paraphrase one Star League emissary who stated, the periphery can join the Star League as members or as slaves in chains, but regardless, they will join. The Star League's confidence was high. After all, they commanded the single largest military force ever assembled and were prepared to bring it all to bear on the outlying nations. I do not want this to sound like a condemnation against the entire Star League, however. There were many who stood against the schemes of Cameron and the Lords of the Great Houses. For example, Duke Mitchell de Grayson, head of the League's media arm and the best man at Cameron's wedding, refused to develop and distribute anti-periphery propaganda on Cameron's behalf. The cost of his ethics were his titles and posting, which Ian Cameron stripped him of publicly. Cameron would crush anyone who tried to prevent his destiny, friend or foe. This brings us back to March 2575. Grendel Roberts stood in the audience chamber of Unity City, the very heart of Star League power, facing down the man who wielded more clout than any human ever before. 
Knowing that potentially millions of lives hung in the balance, he gave his answer to the Pollock's proclamation. Now, Wolfnet, you know I'm not one for directly quoting historical figures, and this is due to several factors. In this case, though, I will make an exception, because to tell you he simply said no would be an injustice. So here, in part, is what Robert said that fateful day. My reply is simply this. Rest up, conserve your strength, and kiss your children goodbye because we have no intention of surrendering our sovereignty to a pack of politicians who think they are important because they huddle around Terra. He went on to say, Real men and women do not need Terra. And if necessary, we are willing to give our lives to prove it. Within a month, Cameron was conscripting armies from the member states as mankind hurtled toward the destruction known as the Reunification War. The periphery did exactly what Roberts proclaimed. They proved their independence from Terra and died, both in large measure. But that will have to wait for another history brief. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. Hey, thanks for coming back. That was uh, This Time in History with Charles Gideon Dirks, uh, brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures. Welcome back. We're going to start talking about the Mega Mech 48.0. What, what? Get away, guys. Stable. Stable 48.0. So they're still uh, getting the mice worked out of the cheese with this 48 yet? Any problems with it? I think I, I think we've talked about it. I think we will will make a concerted effort to uh, push the regiment to forty eight dot one when when the dot one release comes out. Um, I have updated uh, the Tuesday night fight server. Uh, look in the the server list on Discord. Uh, there is a quote unquote dev server running as well for those of you that want to play with forty eight dot I got a server up and running that you. Can connect and run from so have at it i can't wait to play with it so i've been playing a little bit of the 48.0 just kind of running just wanted to see what it's looking like and and how's it going um i've been it's not a lot of um, aesthetic looking changes um a couple of things i really do like is uh when your mech is damaged it looks damaged like, it's not like, oh, I shot off an arm and there's just an arm laying on there. Like, it's smoky and it's it's scarred and it, it looks pretty cool. It looks very cool. Um, I really do like that addition. Um, I can't and that, that might have been in the 47s or so, but uh, I'm just really liking uh, the way that looks. A um, couple of other changes. Um, the When you're shifting torso torsos, or when you're jumping and you want to land on this spot, it would usually give you three arrows, but it was like, is that really where I'm going to end up? Now there's like a bigger arrow where your front front facing would be. Um, it ran pretty smooth. I was impressed. I was impressed. Now again, I was just going against a bot. I haven't I haven't gotten on one of our servers and, and tried it out with uh, some of the guys, but uh, it ran smooth. I I, I liked it. Um, a lot Did they the, keep it princess? Yeah, it's still princess. I don't think they'll ever change that. <laughs> you might have an uproar in your hands if it's if it's not princess. That would be interesting. Does anybody know the origin story of why the bot's called princess? Should be, be named Bob. That would be sweet to nope. get those guys as interviews. 
Yeah, we could hit, I can hit them up too. Yeah. That would be interesting to see why the bot is called Princess. <laughs> but it's it's a staple now. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> um No, I was I was very impressed with it. Uh of course, I was just recently uh enlightened to the uh the new graphics setting or whatever that was already back at 46.1 but um so that's not a huge change for most of you but i'm just one it's awesome to not be on 46.1 anymore uh 46.1 in my mind is like the workhorse of mega mech <laughs> it's like there was very little wrong with it and what was wrong with it um it was very minor. Um, we will see if Andrew doesn't roll headshots like two or three times in a game. That'll be interesting in 48.1. Or if I can hit on fours and fives. Because I usually miss on fours and fives in 46.1. <laughs> so, see if the RNG is up to See if the well. RNG is That's a little, a little better. <laughs> I, think every, I think everybody's waiting for the RNG to, to be a little bit more average even like to the percentages randomness yeah um i know and and this is this is speaking from the regiment standpoint uh, a lot of people are really excited for a, another stable uh version and we we i mean the regiment i i can't thank megamech enough for its existence because it's just awesome. It is. It is, uh, especially especially with COVID, right? Yeah. I mean, we've been able to grow the regiment, and we connect, and it's it, it's a lot of fun I, to be able to talk with Madrop and know that he's. We're talking to somebody from Australia you know, consistently. We're talking with Kaji out of Hawaii. You know, uh, we. Who is uh, what's his toes? That's in deployed in in Korea. War crimes. War crimes. We, War it, crimes. we got people all over the damn world that that this game, you know, Mega Mech has allowed us to connect and enjoy something that we love. It's it's fantastic. I'm I'm so thankful that that it's there, and I'm thankful to the powers that be that haven't squashed it. Um, it it has allowed us to really get through this mess of that's called covid yeah and teaching yeah. and teaching battletech yeah yeah cool. yeah yeah i i mean I, I sometimes i think of uh like it yeah I, I love the the fact that you can play it with everybody all over the world um but and it's a good way to be able to get people like the idea of battletech tabletop um but sometimes i i I always wonder if people like fully understand all the rules or if they just, because Mega Mech lets them click this and click that. Oh, <laughs> that works. It's a thing. And they don't stop and go, wait, what are my modifiers? How do I get those modifiers? You know, that's a big part of the tabletop game. But So do you guys, when you guys are playing Mega Mech and you move, are you mentally calculating your two hits to figure out what what you want to shoot at, or do you wait for your firing phase and, and click through? Um, half and a half. Half and a half. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I figured out ahead of time. <laughs> that's me. 
old habits like the when we were playing the other day and uh the that phantom got behind me uh that that was totally intentional <laughs> oh I'd, I'd figured my to hits i'd figured his to hits and i'm like eh, i got a i got a pulse laser <laughs> I, i'll probably be okay but um yeah no so it, it it depends like sometimes it's just i can move here so i'm gonna move here but generally i do figure out all my stuff ahead of time yeah that was the murder phantom that <laughs> we should have taken him as a bondsman. That guy's that guy's <laughs> awesome. That guy was a boss. High star material. Um, High when star. I, I guess my problem is I have to hover over every mech to see their mod. Whereas on the tabletop, like they put the dice out there, and you then the dice and, out there, yeah, yeah, the information is a little more known. Like if that, I mean, not not to tell, but if that's a thing that could happen in like forty eight point one, that would be awesome. Put a little, put a little dice, a put little, a little dice, a little, face, yeah, or like you would have on the table. That would be pretty sweet. Or just a number. I mean, just right next to a little tiny number. It doesn't even need to be that big. Um, I would probably pay attention to that more often. But right now, when I play Mega Mech, it's more of where can I move? What's good cover? Um, where's everybody else out on the board? What is what has moved? What hasn't moved? I'm really not looking at the 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 mods as much because i have a general idea of of it's always a surprise when yeah that fast mover only moves two inches or two hexes and you're like oh okay but i don't know it i'm usually too much in a rush to to, to go through and because <laughs> i mean no, face no, it we got 10 no. guys waiting to move and it's like our our uh 21st century that guy our 21st we'll century brains are are <laughs> on high speed. <laughs> you hear us yelling unity too much, then it's then it's a problem. <laughs> so, but when when uh, like speaking of Mega Mech, the like how quickly because they have all of the units through Rick Guide 12 in this new version, which blew my mind that yes. they're that up to date. That was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. That's a that's a lot of data. That's a lot of so, data. So speaking of all the mechs up to Red Guide Eight, we have two of our very own on the show that have recently changed their rides because one's a bitch how and the did, other one and the other one is the now rides, a hoss. You should so, not talk about Dirks like that. That's not very nice. <laughs> Aaron caught on exactly who I was a calling mover a bitch, and a but... shaker. <laughs> so, um, Dirks, why don't you go through what what prompted you and the fun thing that you did to to settle on your new ride? Yeah, well, um, uh, basically, well, because I was running the uh, Crab Twenty Seven B, and I've been doing that since this whole thing started years years ago years God. ago yeah years ago. it's been years ago um I'm, I'm quite impressed on that <laughs> yeah um but it be, like and the and that crab will always be like in my heart of hearts that'll be that'll be my mech because i i don't want to get i don't i don't want to have to sweat in my cockpit but <laughs> um it it made it where is that cockpit located not <laughs> in the front not in the front it it's 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 in up the back top. It's in the back where you can eject out of. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but it, 
as far as tabletop gameplay, it gets kind of old because it is so overheat sunk that if you run everything in range, you fire all the time. Every time, like it's mindless. You just click fire, fire. fire. You know, there's no, no. Uh, it's it's all Strategy. just yeah. There's it's just position, and so it's a very one dimensional game. But um, uh, so I got talking to zombie mech. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, you can lose everything and still have a medium laser and a small laser, so um still run around. I just right? I just I just run and shoot. You run push and shoot. The yep, push the button. <laughs> nice. But uh no, I got talking to some of the, the folks in the the regiment, you know, got and encouraged to uh try swapping up. So um I let I and Kaji, ooh, that guy, I I, I laid out like a dozen different parameters which is why I picked the crab um, stuff like it moves. It has to walk at least five, all energy load out, um, all, all that kind of stuff. And he, he like literally went through and found every single mech that found that met those criteria and would go through, went, went through them with me and was like, what about this one? What, what do you like about this one? What do you no. hate about that one? And no. we narrowed it down to no. four no. and uh Turn that into a, a vote on the Discord and let everybody vote. Um, well, let every whoever whoever is on Discord those couple of days um, vote. But uh, my ride is now the Ryokan T, as in Tango. So uh, it's a little cheese because I got a couple Clan Large Pulse lasers, but <laughs> but it's not Start, a storm planner. You don't have a T comp on there. Yeah, no T comp. It's, and it's I, not cheese unless you got pulse lasers and T comps. Right, and I uh, moved my uh, uh, piloting to three four just because I, uh, well, because I I rolled two three at the very beginning, and it was always kind of like, eh, you know, luck of the draw. Like it was fun. And when with the crab, it really paid off because of that thing's uh, loadout. But um, now with the like to kind of counteract, make me make myself feel better about the large pulse lasers. I'm uh, I'm a three four pilot now. <laughs> But what about you, Coach? You um, have a new Mac. How'd that happen? Okay, so it's not it's not a, a a mystery that I'm more of an Alpha Strike guy than a BattleTech guy. So when I choose my ride, like I look at the Alpha Strike card and and what it does in Alpha Strike. And so I originally had a Nightwolf because it jumped and it had heat and it had a good amount of armor and structure and it had a decent amount of of weapons in alpha strike and then we started this regiment thing and i was like well i pilot a night wolf and then i found out that i can't hit a broadside of a fucking barn with with atms how do they work 46.1 hey maybe it's different in 48.0 i don't know but I couldn't hit anything. And, like, so everyone makes fun of me for not moving. And I'm sitting, you know, I'm literally going, I ha- I cannot move because I need to get a better number. And, of course, if you don't move in Battletech, it doesn't give you the minus one like it does in Alpha Strike. So that took me a game or two to figure out. And, uh, and then I, I still couldn't hit with them. I could not hit with ATMs. I just couldn't do it couldn't do it so here's the rng for you my original uh my 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 go-to mech was always a marauder 2c um two variant butcher the butcher um 
had jumping again. It was a it was a fast assault mech and and whatever. So again, I'm going off the Alpha Strike card, and because that's a that's a good mech in Alpha Strike. Well, if you go over to BattleTech Classic, it's got two heavy large lasers. And I don't know if you guys know anything about heavy large lasers, but they suck fucking balls. Wow, <laughs> there's some hate. So, first of all, I couldn't hit anything with ATMs, and now I find out I gotta do heavy large lasers, which add a plus one to each of my to hit rolls, and I'm going, and, and then I really couldn't hit anything. I mean, it was just, it, there was, there was not even a barn there to hit. It was just like, I just shooting into the ground. And, um... And that makes sense. <sighs> if you were an Alpha Strike guy, like, all those different mods didn't really send up any warning signs and then you are playing a classic right. game and it's just like oh no and, and i mean it so there is a, a stark difference in apparently only units that i pick between alpha strike and battletech so <laughs> so um i basically switched over to the the marauder 2c10 who, who, who turned you on to and them? andrew told me go try out the 10 uh, it's still jump capable, and apparently I have improved jump jets on this bad boy. So, never did, wait, hold on. <laughs> did you just say that Andrew turned you on? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's yeah. so much of him that it's there hard is. not to get turned there's on. A, I mean, there's a there's a lot to love, baby. For for surface to volume area or whatever you want to call it, uh, you'll never a, go cold. There's a lot that I'll, I'll never go cold. You will never be cold. <laughs> hey, hey, we're we're, we're going to be a little bit cooler in September when we're at Gen Con, Andrew. Thank God. All those days of trudging backpacks back and forth. Yeah, be a little bit cooler. Be more Hopefully. people, though. Hopefully. Lucas Oil Stadium might have uh, a football game or something. I, doubt, that. I doubt that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure Gen Con... Uh, has advanced schedule of the NFL uh, Indianapolis Colts, so I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. We'll see what happens. We'll see. You never know. Either way. Um, so anyway, I, I tried the ten out, and yes, the improved jump jets are nice, and uh, it does happen seven, to have. Was it seven? It's six. It jumps six. Uh, or six, six. It does have the uh, the wide array of pulse lasers, large through small. Um, so I have been doing much better with that mech. I've, I've, I almost lived on the, I, I did actually live through one whole scenario the other day. And you um, actually did really well with it too. I, I did really well with it. Totally surprised. Uh, I can't say much about the last one we played because apparently, <laughs> apparently yeah, elementals. Ele elementals are still my bane in, in classic <laughs> Battletech. So what but, was your what was your just one step away from the edge of the map? <laughs> I was literally uh, I was I was going to flee the next turn, so I'm on the edge of the map, and a elemental plinked me for one AP gauze rifle to my center torso that really couldn't take one more point of damage, and uh, so I went boom. But uh, didn't, he, didn't, didn't he plink you for one, and then roll a twelve for three engine hits? Or something like that? Uh, no, I only had one structure left on my center torso. Oh. Uh, and right. that, yep. that, was, that was the same game that uh, 
that Aaron forgot about the rules of uh, if you get the little black dot, you have to force withdrawal. No, that was two games before. I actually followed the <laughs> rules on this one. And I, I was trying to force withdrawal, and the son of a bitch still. Uh, and I can't blame any of the Op 4 guys because this was Princess. Princess decided to send an elemental point my way and, and finish me off. So thanks, Princess. Yeah, that was the, that was the Hell's Horses. Uh, yeah, that was game. That was the that was the Hell's Horses saving our ass. Is what that was. <laughs> they came in taking names and dog tags. They were hard charging on the left that, flank. Coming that was us. that was one of the more fun games I've been a part of. Like that was because both the Op Four and us knew that turn six Hell's Horses were coming in. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they, they deployed very interestingly. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Um, I didn't live. Tommy, you live, though. Uh, this time. I, I looked at the game log. I, I, I didn't get to play because I, uh, miscommunication on my part, which is okay. Shit happens. Um,. I noticed that everybody put a red phone in your house. everybody fired at me the first three turns. Yeah, but they didn't hit you. It was controlling your back. No, I, I I saw about like three or four gauze rifles hit me in those first three turns. That was about a quarter of the gauze <laughs> rifles they had. <laughs> Let's just say every op four mech had one or two gauze rifles. And it yeah, was how like, did that how did that work out? I don't I mean know. they randomly roll a, a gauze. Right? Did they put a requirement in that it had to have a Goss rifle? <laughs> our, our, our selection, our, our volunteer op four, they are very good at what they do. Oh, and absolutely. They are. And they make it a lot of they, fun. They, at, they, they like to have a lot of fun chasing us down. Too. Well, that's because they want. Very, that's because they want command to have the first loss. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, 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 so be it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the games we come out by the skin of our teeth cool. I mean they try they try really hard some of the some of the objectives are pretty good and it usually the BV is pretty even so it's 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 a lot of fun having good challenges for us experienced players to really get into the dirty nitty gritty and have mechs roll up and just go nose to nose like oh no he's coming at me like well hit him with something like well, i can't i can't i can't get the angle <laughs> and that that is the beauty of what mega mech is because you can have what 10 units per side and the game will take you it'll take you a couple hours if you were to do that on the tabletop that's a day maybe two days of dedicated okay. battle tech so yeah, is is it is it super easy? Yes. Is it fast? Yes. And that's what I love about Mega Mech is it makes classic it, you still have the classic tabletop role playing feel, but it's faster. It's just you I, just I love don't it. have to look up 37, 37 yep. different um pages of data in the books and the rule books <clears throat> trying to find all the tables and all that cuz you can't you can't you cannot I, I, as a player, in my opinion, cannot remember every single table. So having the quick 
page record references is vital and then having the proper rule books there to look up something that has to happen in game state you know to make something happen yeah and it's but just when you go when you go to like you wait like we had the other night with a classic game going through one manual to look up a certain item or equipment couldn't find it that is an excellent segue matt hard gel so so aaron aaron go ahead and talk about that a little bit so uh we usually do our thursday nights that's kind of our nights that we pick to do uh actual tabletop and and rolling and um tommy and a lot of the guys from the regiment have been working on um sort of a 350 equivalent to classic so it's the ease of the 350 is is it's all balanced it's all uh you have this bv and these parameters and you should be able to show up and have a fight no matter what you don't have to argue about era or tech or this or that so and Tommy and, uh, and some of the guys in the regiment have been working pretty hard on creating some new rules for a classic tournament-style um, uh, format. And I think we kind of – we it started out as an 8K, and I think it went down to 6, right? It's 6K now? Yeah, it's it's 6K. Um, we, we've already – 250 tonnage? 225. That's the same 225. ratio as the 8K, three, 300 – tons yeah um and so anyway uh they picked their units and matt rolled out with a what was a kodiak 2-2 yeah it had hard gel hard had hard gel which pro tip the only rules for hard gel are in tactical operations so if you don't own that book you can't find the rules for battle mech hard gel Yay! And even looking up different references, it, there's minimal information. So it brings up and a Viking two C two with uh, or yeah, with uh, hardened armor. So that was awesome. <laughs> and Tommy, for the life of me, I can't remember what you had. What were your two mechs again? Hero had five. I had a Hero Falcon B and a Turkina B. That's right. So. There was a lot of tonnage on the board, and we did 80 minutes, kind of like what we do with 30, uh, the 350. We did 80-minute time clock, and uh, two mechs just went at it. Two map sheets turned horizontally, if I remember. Yeah, horizontally, because yeah. of yeah, table nice, restrictions. But you know nice what? That wasn't, that wasn't too bad, because you guys got into range like, pretty close. We had the new... Uh... Uh, box uh, in Clan Invasion box set maps, two sheets, and it worked pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, and it was it was interesting because, and and I'll I'll, I'll well I'll let you guys explain what happened in the game because I was sitting back taking notes as a as a as a game mechanic side. I, I all, all I know is the Kodiak had a bad day. I think the final blow to the Kodiak was a large laser to the back of the head, left side maybe. <laughs> ER large. And yeah. then, uh, yep, and she overstepped the armor, went into critical for a possible critical, and hit the uh, cockpit location <clears throat> after rolling a, what'd you get for a critical? Just one location? One location, cockpit. Yep. 
And this was a pristine wow. Kodiak. Pristine. And that's the drama that you lose on Mega Mech. Because when you, you do 10 damage to a head, and it's like, okay, we'll roll critical, and then they get one, and then it's like, okay, well, just don't don't hit three, you know, <laughs> anything but three, and they're rolling that location. Like, that is so much fun where, I mean, and, and again, I'm not trying to, like, bash on Mega Mech, but you just get that on the results screen. You do everything right, and then you find out your mech is dead. <laughs> and it's like, oh. <laughs> but there's no pause effect of, like, Right. What are you gonna? Are you gonna roll it? What's, what's it gonna be? What's yeah. it gonna be? You just look at you connect eyes like there's, uh, <laughs> there. There really isn't anticipation and adrenaline rush when you actually do roll that three. You're like, oh yeah, hundred tons going into the dirt. Well, it, the thing is, is uh, it, it goes back to when we played in high school. Uh, Matt, Matt was always the 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 head capper. He was the, always the one that would get you with like. A gauze rifle, or a PPC, or even just a UAC two, or something like that—that that pierced the head, or something. You know, something weird. It's usually, because I just played clan clan technology. I didn't play intersphere yeah. technology that didn't do enough damage <laughs> to breach. I didn't play intersphere until about five years ago, so that's all right. You're all good. Um, <laughs> I know no. getting a target or replacing his pilots. Yeah, <laughs> so he's laughing. He's laughing. One, one of my first uh, comments was: "Is first things I did after that when I got back home, I I messaged Dirk. So I was like, I got, I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> only took you twenty years. Yeah, baby. only, only took you twenty years for me, buddy. <laughs> Badge, never, never forgotten. Right. Forgotten. So no, it um." If his crack, if his Kodiak would have survived, I, I would have been annihilated. It, it, it was plain and simple. Um, yeah, my 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 two mechs were focusing on your lighter compared yep. to your. I was kind of leave. I was leaving your turkina alone behind trees and cover, out of line of sight, and just uh, focusing on your lighter mech. And like I had never ran those two mechs before, so learning about. Um, Artemis 5. Artemis 5, and yep. the Negative 1 mod, correct? Artemis 5, Case 2, Battle Mech Hard Gel 3. And it, there was... And, Art- and Artemis 5 is minus 1 uh, attack and plus 3 cluster. Yeah, that was huge. So, learning all those different rules and looking through the, 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 the rule books to make sure that I play those assets correctly in game state is a huge thing. Now you get the Mega Mac, it does all that for you, lickety split. Yep. But in classic, when you're you, it's you and one other player or several others, you've got to be accurate because you you don't want to be that guy that plays everything wrong. And then, oh, sorry, I, I did all this wrong and I need to clean off a map share. I need to clean off a record sheet and go back to like eight turns before. It's it's you know responsibility to try and play that game as accurately as you can with the assets and the technology and the rules so being able to quick find those rules through indexes is very vital 
Uh, another one was is hardened armor. Yeah. Well, that so one was. Hardened, oh, but it, yeah, go ahead, Tommy. So hardened armor allows. Um, I think is minus one on running speed. Yeah. Minus one on MP on running speed, and then um, it minus two on the critical role determining critical hits table. Yeah. Which and also the the PSR is more difficult, correct? Yep. PSR is difficult. And to tell you the truth, all I thought it was like, oh, it's just two damage per armor point. Like no, there's other there's other other rules to it. Yep. There's like six or seven different. Different so, affected processes during just that armor. Yeah. So you got to know your shit. Uh, yeah. At I least learn. Our, you got to learn. Our eighty-minute match, I think, about a good twenty minutes of it was rule book, and and that was even me not playing, looking through the rule book. <laughs> so, so I cannot find this. Yeah, when you're so we started looking at resources research when, when you're debating. Mega Mech versus Tabletop. I mean, yes, Mega Mech is faster. The rules are all there. Uh, everything's going to be done correctly. But, you know, what What do you lose on the Tabletop side? You lose that adrenaline rush. You do. It, it is fun when you're, you know, especially with our Op 4 games, you hear someone go, oh, shit, coach. <laughs> and you're like, I haven't scrolled down that far yet. <laughs> But, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. And I'm like, God damn it. How? But you, it's, it, with classic, it's always, how did I die? Yeah. Wow. And did, you're, I, did I run, skip, jump, fall down, destroy my head? You're losing the physical <laughs> roll of the dice, and everyone's waiting on bated breath to see, because they all know three is the number you want um, on a head hit. But um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but do you also want to take that with... I gotta have the BattleTech manual. I gotta have tactical operations. I gotta have uh, total warfare, oh, and I gotta have, have a bag. you know who else knows what. But if you're gonna play yeah, you in gotta, a, if you're gonna play an advanced a, tech like that, you gotta have a bag of of books. You know, bag of books. Yeah, we or, need to get a or a PDF. Nice can, <laughs> yeah, that's and then you can do the search and. and and like I said, people will argue for classic every day, and and I get it. I I understand it. It's just not me. Like I hate having to pause a game, go to a book, look it up because yeah. it wastes time. It's, I mean, even, you're you're trying to do the right thing, but it wastes a lot of time when time is important. Right, and that's that's probably why people are shifting more to Alpha Strike. But but it's faster. But it is. Yeah. And it's a lot it's it's a dumbed down version. I get it. I understand that. But in but some cases some people will make the argument, hey, if you're running that Mac, you should know the rules. Well Yes. Yes, you should. But at the same time, this was just a throw together game. It was for fun. Uh Tommy printed these these units up and and away we went. So you're I taking another like, Oh I, I had need another to learn something. And another 6K on the side. It had a star of Max. And, um, That's awesome. That was an interesting... I think I would have been better off with the star as well against those two heavy hitters. Um, 
Yeah, when you went medium mech assault mech versus two assault mechs, I was like, oh, this will, this could be interesting. Yeah, I. I but yeah, I knew the Turkina B and the Hero Falcon wasn't going to make it. So. I think the big takeaway between Mega Mech and Classic is you're going to lose a little bit of the the group camaraderie, you know, the 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 anticipated adrenaline rush with tabletop by going to Mega Mech, but. You're also going to be able to incorporate player a lot more players like we do on a weekly basis. Um, Mega Max is a great tool and it's a great game platform. Will it ever overthrow Classic? No, I, I think we're all in agreement that Classic is never going to go away. Um, but I, I think there's there's ups and downs to both of them. But I think Mega Mech for if you want to play classic and you only have a certain number of hours or you know a certain time period you can play and you want to play with your friends across the freaking globe uh mega mech is hands down just an incredible asset i do know one thing though my favorite alpha strike mech is a beast in classic the Turkina Echo. Turkina E. I was just going to say, I was going to call it before you said it, but. That, that Turkina Echo that does 10, 10, 3 or 4. 10, 10, 4, like I think. Or, yeah, yeah. 4. Uh, it's a beast in classic. It's six streak sixes and a hag 40. Yeah. Yeesh. Well, at least you found your mech that, right. that translates both to both worlds. <laughs> Yeah, but take the time. I'll still um, like my right, topic. Keep moving along. Keep moving along. Are we still on bat reps? Because so, I, I, I do need to embarrass Andrew for like f- five, ten minutes. And me. And, and me you? From the intro. And me from the intro. Let's start with me. Okay. Since I was your host and I have a lifeguard on duty, <clears throat> it was fun to... What was it? Last... Two, two iterations ago for the missions, I jumped my Shogun <laughs> to, uh, what, depth two? Is it depth two? No, and you tried to DFA. Had... You tried to DFA somebody yeah. in depth two. Yeah. I tried to DFA a Black Knight into a depth two who was already at the bottom with my Shogun. And I had... And as soon as I click done, somebody's like, oh, he doesn't have breaches. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> and but douche. And the Shogun of the Lake was born. He actually, he actually DFA'd this Black Knight, missed, pushed the Black Knight out of the water. <laughs> And the black guy's like, spray him. Oh, shit, I can shoot now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. And then the Shogun was stuck at the bottom. And he couldn't Scuba get out. was like, dink, dink, dink. Don't worry, we'll get you out of there. It was awesome. So if you guys see a Shogun of the Lake uh, t-shirt, you now know the story. Matt tried to DFA somebody in, in depth to water. It's, I, was hol- I was holding my own on the left front flank. And... I got overzealous. I could what? see the Shogun. I could see just a, I, I see I see Andrew doing a big cannonball in the in the yeah. you know, a small little swimming pond and everything leaving the lake like everything in the pool just gets like splashed out. 
And he's just sitting at the bottom of the lake like, well, this didn't turn out like I thought it would. (laughs) (laughs) And and that is a perfect example of where Mega Mech made life so much easier because trying to go through and figure out the displacement rules and all the roles that come with that. Like, like because it's one of the weird spots in Battletech (laughs) rules of displacing during DFAs or charges and that sort of thing. But then it's also up two levels out of water. What are the pilot roles? Like, how does this all come to be? Thankfully, Megamech just did it. But yeah, that's crazy. In the snap of a finger. Welcome to welcome to 37 functions in an, in an instant. <laughs> yeah, that was, that right. was, I'm so, so glad we were doing that on Megamech because I bet that would have taken us an hour to figure out how to do that properly. Uh, we probably would have given up. I'd have gotten a half along. an hour. I was like, "You're not DFAing." <laughs> All right, move along to Andrew. Um, so Andrew uh made a uh, visit to town, and when he came to town, I asked him. I was like, "Andrew, have we ever played our quote unquote tier t- tier one three fifty lists against each other?" <gasps> and he Ooh. said. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. We so, should do that. So we had a limited amount of time, and I figured, well, let's let's you know let's settle who is the the greater crawl, you know, because oh, because oh, he geez. has you guys get the belt out. He has been talking an awful lot about his three fifty list and and how uh, he can pretty I much never change it. He uh, three and zero oh, every tournament. You know, I, I just don't see what can go against it. And I was like, you know, me as the humble crawl, just went okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting deep. Put the humble. waiters on, boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm already on. I already, I I put the waiters on before I get on. To put the podcast. waiters on. <laughs> Careful, boys! You're gonna be running into a lot of bullshit here. When did Noah build the ark? Before the flood. Right. So I took my uh, I took my seventh commando list. Um, it's a, and I'll just say it. It's a, a, a Marauder. Well, do I want to give it out? No, I'm not going to give it out. Ah, fuck it. Uh, Marauder two C, Warhammer two C, Hero Falcon Prime. Wolfen C, um, Flamberger Prime, two Spec Ops MI6 Extraction uh, uh, Infantry, two Ripper uh, VTOLs, two Valley uh, uh, Artillery Cars, a Sprint Helicopter, and two Black Wolf uh, Battle Armor. So that's my whole list. That's my whole 350. There it is. A pear tree. Enjoy. So, but anyway, Andrew's never played against artillery. Have you, Andrew? Artillery is a thing. <laughs> You're doing and what, so, two per turn? Um, we rolled, our first game was Domination, I think. Yep. And so I took, um, usually my, and I'm, I'm just, this was for teaching purposes, because I, I knew I was going to spank his ass, so I, I brought my artillery <laughs> and... And, uh, what happened to that humble? <laughs> oh yeah, humble. Sorry. Uh, and I had my two valleys. I had the sprint for tag. Um, I think I had my Marauder two C, 
um, the Hero Falcon. What else do I have? You had the two valleys. You had the Marauder, the Hero Falcon, and the Sprint. No, and the Wolfen, no. Wolfen, and the Wolfen, and a Black Wolf. Yep, the Wolfen Sea and Black Wolf uh, battle armor. And you brought. I had uh, two Saxons, um, Blizzard, Heavy Urban Infantry, Kukulain uh, Battle Armor, uh, Marauder 2C2. Guillotine. Guillotine 2C2. And your Firefly. And the Firefly C. And so... Uh... <laughs> Let's just say he's like, I'm going to come up on the sides. And I'm like, well, I'm going to place my artillery token right on top of both <laughs> battle armor <laughs> and the Saxon. <laughs> and four damage later, the the transport was gone. <laughs> and, and then he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> so not to, not to bat rep too much into the whole thing, but... Um, Yes, Andrew learned that artillery is a thing. Yeah, but uh, that first—I think, that... think I think you have a really good combination that with your valley and skill points that you put into it. It's um... yeah, it's you gotta you gotta sink some points into it, and it it's a it's a bummer, but <laughs> it does it does do its job. Um. The the domination game came down to literally the last straw. I um, I and I screwed up. And and, and is, there was a miss movement on Andrew's part. Which is the whole reason why I need to play against people not my kids and people who are just doing it for the enjoyment. I'm I wanna get better and the calculations at the end of the game and, and seeing the bigger picture, I, I made a wrong move at the end and kind of screwed myself. I, I would have had it, but I lost it. And uh, do you have, uh, do you care to divulge that mistake or no? Um, I had control of three points, and I had I had Aaron in a conundrum as far as what he was going to do. To move and instead of moving my Saxon off of a point, I should have left one Saxon behind instead of trying to take over a center point. And at that point, I had destroyed both valleys, so I wasn't worried about artillery anymore. <clears throat> and I was trying to secure a third point just to, I would have three at that point. And I don't know how the hell he pulled it out of his ass, but he <laughs> killed. He killed a firefly and a Saxon center dot, and and the guillotine, and, it, and the guillotine, and took it over. It, he had a monster round. It it was one of four those where, what's that? I was saying four damage won't kill a Saxon. No, no. it. It's, I've been beating on these Saxons. Those Saxons I'd were pain in my ass. Um, but I had beat on them Pepper. previously. And it, it was, it was, uh, what do they call that, Andrew, where it's like that one round where shit just goes bad? Uh, combat group lossing. Combat group lossing. That is exactly what happened there. It was so much damage that had been spread around on Andrew's side. Like, I was taking concentrated damage, 
but I was spreading mine around a little bit to where on the last turn I was able to, uh, pro tip guys, Wolf and C's are fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that I've had that in one of my lists for a very long time? Mm-hmm. I have two of them in my clan Wolf Force that I, that I draw, that I had three wins on the last garage con with. Yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a potent, potent unit. But anyway, yeah, it was it was one of those where he was kicking my ass, but it just swung in the opposite direction, <laughs> and I recognized before he did that this point was left open, this point was left open, and then if I killed one mech on the other point at the end phase, I was going to get three objective points, whereas he had been controlling the field pretty much the whole game. Um, it was just, yeah, it was a miscalculation. Mismanagement on my Those, part. yeah, that, that tip, that tip, that tipping balance, uh, event or time period at, that is like a wrecking ball when it happens. Yeah. And all it takes is just either, either your opponent having just the right roll on the dice or, you know, a mistake on your own part for just positioning it could it could take anything. It's it's so close sometimes. <laughs> you talk about the adrenaline rush. Three fifty. Sw- yeah. The adrenaline rush in three fifty is when you see your opponent make a mistake, and it's all on you. You like start sweating. You're like, oh my god, he missed it. <laughs> that's what happens there. Um, then we played one other quick stand up fight, and we had some buildings from a uh, Senor Dale over at. Uh, uh, Hardware Studios. Uh, Hardware Studios. Good segue. And guys, we have not played with buildings. Matt, Tommy, <laughs> and I. Uh, they are. They're game changers. They're awesome. They <laughs> <laughs> were a lot of fun. And I got, I got the the buildings effed me, um, because Aaron took his two artillery pieces again, and I just. I didn't move fast enough to get through the buildings, and that was a really quick game. That was that, that should that wasn't even bother. I shouldn't have even bothered rolling <laughs> dice on. <laughs> so that, that one went fast. We have one more match before we end this battle reports. Hold on, um, the big thing with buildings, and I want to. This was the big takeaway I had was normally we play and you got you got trees, you got hills, and you got lakes. We never really had awesome buildings like what Dale has. Um, so please, if you're listening, go check out Hardware Studios because they have amazing buildings. The the building set that I got is available on uh, my mini factory uh, through uh, Hardware Studios. It's a bundled package. It was like 20 bucks, I want to say, or something like that. But it, you get uh, six or eight buildings. I think there's eight right. buildings. And they're they're built for hex, but they don't have hexes. So they're they're perfect alpha strike and classic buildings. They're well worth the money. Um, they're beautiful. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But the lanes of fire was the biggest thing. And and we've really we we've thought about it, but it is literally like okay. I can hide myself from three of these mechs and just target one. Um, it is it is a game changer for the 350 because 
One, it looks amazing. Guys, I cannot tell you how pretty those buildings on the board looked. Like, I wanted to take... And they weren't painted. They weren't even painted. But it just looked fantastic. I wanted... uh, I should have taken more pictures, but I didn't. But... Um, but it is, it is, it is cause you know, in our 350 format, a large is, uh, nine inches by nine inches. Well, you can fit three buildings on that. So it, it plays in and, and it doesn't take very much to do a whole cityscape with the 350 terrain rules. So it, it was, it was fantastic. It, it looked beautiful. Andrew got his ass handed to him. Which doesn't happen often, but if it's going to happen, it might as well come from my hand. So, I got humbled. <laughs> well done. Still I don't. Like I don't beat him very still, often. So when I do, change my list. Well, I still won't change my list, but I got <laughs> I got a new appreciation and a new way to go about it going forward. So, all right, Tommy, go all ahead about the action. All right, so one last. Uh, it was. Two weeks ago Thursday, or three weeks ago Thursday, uh, that I tried a new list and that everybody told me I was crazy. Um, Everybody, at least that's doing this podcast with me right now, told me I was crazy. Um, I tell you that even with old lists. Okay, true. You got me on that one. (laughs) I um, I disagree. I disagree. I I didn't say shit about it, but keep going. I'm I'm curious your, your take on it. So I came up with a list, and I came up with a 16-unit list. That's the max you could have in the 350 format. You could have a max of 16 units. In the 16 units, uh, I had a... Well, the original was a 15-unit list. Out of the 15 units, I was able to fit all 15 units in the 200 PV. Meaning I could bring every single thing I had on the list on every single match. Everything. Um, How many units were in the 350 total then? 15 units total. He was, he, he'd capped at 200. Yep. I, yeah, I kept, you didn't make it 350. It was just a 200. <laughs> yeah, it was just 200. It was a 200 awesome. PV list. Um, it did not win, of course. It went up again. Uh, Aaron decided to to try this new thing with uh, having a, uh, I think it was a Mad Cat. What was it, Aaron? A Dire Wolf and a. What else did you have? Was it a Mad Kitty? Didn't you recreate the uh, you recreated uh, Randall's list? You raise. He had a dire wolf, dire wolf E or something like that at his skill two, and a Turkina at skill two. I yep. think there we go. Yep, yeah. Turkina at a skill two and a dire yeah. wolf at skill two. We had those two max modeled after Raymond White, and then he had a uh, a vehicle and some. A bandit, a, a bandit in one point of battle armor. Black yep. wolf battle armor, I think, yeah. Yep, so he had those those units. I had two Savannah Masters, two Gladiator battle armor. Um, 
Sorry, I had to go to the gentleman's room. Um, yes, you're right. I had the Turkina E, Direwolf. No, I had a Turkina H and Direwolf E at Pilot Skill 2's uh, Bandit and Black Wolf. So then I had uh, yeah, it was two Savannah Masters. I had every single unit was uh, X-Mech. Um, I had f- five Battle Armor. All of them were X-Mech. I had I think the 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 units that drove my PV down was the Gladiator Battle Armor S's, which has X Mech and Mech. Yeah, quite a cool P- little quite a cool little unit. Yeah, it, every single ar- uh, Battle Armor had X Mech. Every and single battle had Anti Mech. Yep. And then you had like stingers and wasps and <laughs> dashers. Yep. I, had a, I had a flea. Partridge in, there. in the pear tree was in there somewhere. Yep. Um, I had a dasher. I had a piranha. <laughs> yeah. Um, you had 15, just, 15 units on the board. Yeah, I had 15 units on the board. And surprisingly enough, Aaron made it by the skin of his teeth. So the crazy thing about that was is this was just like a Thursday fun night. Like we're just gonna try try crazy stuff. I was gonna try two assault mechs with pile skill twos. Like literally hundred and eighty seven points <laughs> on two mechs. Um he went the opposite direction and went all low stuff swarm tactics, right? Yep. It really sucks getting hit by five anti mech attacks. Thank God Tommy's dice sucked on a couple it, of those. They, they did. Otherwise, the game would have went in opposite direction. But the, the, the crazy thing was is he was moving like four units to my one. Just because of the, yes, the, dis- the uh, discrepancies. By the way... The initiative stake mm-hmm. was crazy. Uh, four units, by the way, uh, the first four units would be battle armor loading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like... I'll load my black wolf. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> okay. All right, then but, I'll, I'll move some mechs. Then. I, I, so, can, I can tell and, you that initiative and those actions, those actions, Those actions became so critical, too, before mm-hmm. you had a slip-up. Initiative rolls were huge in that game. Yep. Uh, I think the last initiative roll, Aaron won, and that's how Aaron managed to win the game. Also, um... So this brought up this did bring up a question: Is secondary target a one target and then a secondary target, or can I shoot at multiple targets? That's that's kind yeah, of that a. Those are good. That's did a, you find the answer for that? Well, Andrew and said I can shoot at as many targets as I want. I just got to add a plus one. Where I, I kind of went to him, I was like, "Well, it says secondary target, not additional target." So that is something we got to get cleared up. Like, can I shoot at? 15 units at one damage a piece in Alpha Strike, or can I only take an, a one target and a secondary target? And, and, and what's going to be the mod? So it's a plus one for uh, an additional or a secondary, a secondary target. So if it's the third target, is it a plus two? I don't know. Is it... Yeah, is it... Uh, we played it, it in our game. Increase. We, we played it in Tommy and I's game as you are only allowed a, a one target and a secondary target. Yep. So, and I still barely made it out, but. So after that game, 
uh, Aaron and I did a AAR on it, and we decided that I could add another mech to it. So I added a Turquina E, since Turquina <laughs> E is my baby. Gave it a skill 2, because I had plenty of PV left over. Um, I, I swapped a few things in and out. I, uh, I got a little bit better at choosing which mechs are going to come in and which mechs are going to not come in. Choose a little bit better uh, combat vehicles. I added uh, those valleys. I, or I added one valley into it and a Kestrel VTOL. And then I two two dashers, a Wolverine, two wasps, and a stinger. So, so you kind of combined what I was going for and what you were going for into a massive damage output, low two-hit yep. monster with a swarm ability. Yep. And it'd be very interesting to see how it goes. I I, I think it's a valuable or a, 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 a worthwhile tactic to try to go with. And I, for right now, I'm going to keep it as a, a non-premier list. But if any of you guys end up uh, screwing up and bringing in a, uh, a list that's illegal to any of our stuff, you might be running the swarm. <laughs> Run the swarm, baby. <laughs> so it was a fun game. It was a, it was I, a fun game. I do want to say one thing. Uh, a gentleman here on this podcast let me have some Raiden battle armor that I paid for. I have decided how I'm going to paint that those units. And I'm gonna paint it with uh, like a tan hat type deal, with a white robe and some blue going down. And I'm gonna go with uh, Raiden from Mortal Kombat look for all my Raiden battle armor. That would look pretty tight. So pretty cool. All right, that's enough bat reps. I think we need to back up a little bit. Oh, we do. Let's uh, back up to the Kickstarter Force Packs. Oh! Oh. Should be hitting uh, retailers any time. Yeah. Aren't you a retailer when you... Uh, Nope. Oh, I wonder if I still have those coming to me. Well, yeah, because this is the the Wave 1 restock. So the stuff that came out in Kickstarter Wave One, but it's the standard retailer like dis- distribution. So no, see, if, uh, okay, so Foz. but no, uh, the store only did the merchant uh, Kickstarter. I don't think the store did the wave. Uh, as far as I understood it, the kicks the 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 merchant class was the hundred and fifty bucks. You got the the six. The six starter sets, like it was supposed to help kick the thing off. I don't, I don't think I did. I'll have to double check, but I'll have to talk to Foss then. But no, I don't, I don't think uh, I ordered as a previous store owner any of the Wave One stuff. I think it, I think it's more like for like the people like the Source, where Andrew went and bought everything they had. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Exactly. Everybody like oh, all yeah. the oh, yeah. where, where they bought a bunch of uh, Wave One stuff, and now it all sold out in the first couple weeks. And yeah. now they're all like, "Oh, um, so we need that. Uh, we, we need some more? restocks. We could yeah. use a restock." Which again, so, way to go, Catalyst, keeping the stores in mind and keeping that product on shelves 
where new people can walk by and what's this? Oh, this is Battletech. Oh, this looks really cool. So, yay for yeah, so, Catalyst. <laughs> so, so, so keep it on the uh, keep it on the store shelves and order it from Ares when uh, when he gets his stock in. Order it for since we're in the know. Get it from him. Let all the people who don't know see it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting and, wave two uh, in twenty twenty two, right? Huh? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, fuck. Who knows? Keep expectations stuff, low. Right? I have patience beyond expectation, right? <laughs> so did we and get? Then, did we do, get do, called do, out do, here? Do, 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 breaking news. I... Take it away, Dirks. Oh no! I was just going to say that because uh, uh, this literally happened like. 30 minutes Today. before we started before we started podcast recording here um <laughs> but you, we you. yeah i don't apparently <laughs> I, i'm good at picking fights or something i don't know what i did but our uh our our friendly neighbors over at uh on the origin of battle mechs podcast if you haven't checked them out go check them out it's they're, they're a lot of fun otube check them out on otube <laughs> but but uh there was a I, I don't even know if it was serious at first, but there was a gauntlet thrown, and now it's kind of spun into a thing. So we are going to... Uh, uh, we're, we're still figuring out the details. We're not even sure if it's going to be Mega Mech or Mech Warrior Online, or if we're going to like may, have to do like multidisciplinary Battletech games or something. But... Either way, we're, we're, we're going to take off that glove and right back at him. That's right. For fun. <laughs> so Challenge we're going to try... Captain. We're going to try a uh, DC Marvel crossover here and uh, <laughs> bring some uh, fun content to Jeez. the masses. So I I was thinking as I was driving over here getting ready because I, I read all this. <laughs> Dirks is like, it's getting spicy on the Discord channel. I'm like, ooh, I like spicy. <laughs> so I checked it out. Where's hot sauce? And I was like, you know, this sounds very reminiscent of a bet that uh, we had about being a bondsman kind of a thing. And I was like, I wonder if this could be one of those where the loser has to, uh, I don't know, uh, pay homage to the other podcast, uh, every podcast for like a year. (laughs) Well, that's hardly fair. They release every week. (laughs) Well, that's better for us then, isn't it? If, if, If... if we win, we gotta we gotta get shouted out like every week. <laughs> if we lose, we only have to yeah, shout them out fair. once a month. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I think fair. just Shut up, ma- fair. maybe just one acknowledgement of the other podcast superiority that would be enough. I think they'd have to change. I think they'd have to change their Facebook uh, title. There, there have to be some parentheses. Um, maybe I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, mu- shut yeah. my mouth because I get too into these bet things and and i <laughs> two years later we're still gonna roll <laughs> but either way we we will we will continue negotiations until this challenge is finalized and probably on the next podcast fucking ootube it's on otube <laughs> is it otube or ootube it's on the origin <laughs> is the short way of saying it but all yeah. i gotta say is uh Uberos, and Eden and uh, Dustin and whoever else they had a dredge up. Jury. Oh, it's sorry. Jury. Not- jury. <laughs> God dang it. There I go. Spout my mouth again. 
He's he's gonna go get kudu yet. Hold on, I got it right here. I got the whole lineup for him. Oh, where'd it go? Great hunter for kudu. Oh yeah, we gotta send him. Either way, bring it on. Okay, here it is. Uberos, Jury, Volstag, Wildcard. Fucking bring it on. <laughs> and Eden. And Eden. Eden. Especially Eden. Especially Eden. There'll be an, <laughs> an AC-20 in there somewhere. So... Well, because well, originally it was just a... I, I, it was a general challenge, and then, but then it started turning into a, a <laughs> MechWarrior online challenge, and then I was like, I don't know that Andrew even plays MechWarrior online, and then everybody on their podcast said, yeah, we don't accept Jury, he plays, and, I, you know, like, consistently, and I was like, well, now MechWarrior online is sounding pretty tempting. Because <laughs> hey, we, we might have the majority. And we all know I have a perfect win rate on MechWarrior Online, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because when you're on there, the entire objective is keep Coach alive. I, so. loved, the, I loved the gif you posted. It's just carry me. <laughs> uh, so uh, this could be maybe a little cool little fundraiser kind of a thing on YouTube. Uh, go live and maybe we can pick a... Uh, a nonprofit. Yeah, we'll pick a nonprofit and and uh, we'll see how this Charity. goes. We get blamed, by the way, if it's MechWarrior Online. Yeah, that's true. Or is Blaine when suck? I, it, and I think Ouroboros, uh, I believe he actually like has some sort of connection to a nonprofit. So that would actually be a pretty fun Let's thing. Let's do that we it. Could, uh, we, we, we could see if we could raise some money for it. I think that's an if excellent idea. Close to home, that'd be great. Be great. So, uh, yeah, that kind of settles that. So, moving along, uh, the Wolfnet Regiment. Uh, we had, we still have that map locator of all yeah. of the people who have put their locations down. So, how many hits have we had on that? So, a long, long time ago. Um, and- Far, far away. Basically, no, Matt, Tommy, and I wanted to see if there was any fellow Battletech players in Northwest Iowa. And, you know, spoiler, there's not. <laughs> Still. <laughs> but we, cre- uh, we created a google.com slash maps uh, kind of a thing where people can uh, sign up and pin themselves on a map. And it's a very easy way of being like, oh, I'm from... You know, let's just go. Uh, let's let's go with Kaji right now, over in Hawaii. Um, like, how many other players are in Hawaii? And Kaji would pin himself uh, on the Big Island, and uh, twenty one thousand two hundred and eighty three views later, um, there's seven people in Hawaii. So currently. Kaji has more friends to play BattleTech when with than Matt, Tommy, and I do. <laughs> yeah, but wow. it's it's been wow. a super helpful thing. I I know a lot of people have used it. Um, if you go to Google.com/slash/maps, uh, if you want to search for a map, just type in BattleTech players worldwide. Um, and it's a huge. I mean, there are just. 
pins all over the place, guys. It's worldwide. Um, so if you're looking, if you're in that situation where you're looking for, like, I play Battletech, but I don't know who else in, let's just go, for instance, um, if you're in the United Arab Emirates. Um, I don't know how far, I don't know how far away Bahrain is, but it's, there's a guy over in Bahrain that plays Battletech. So it did looks like just a hop, skip and a jump over Qatar. <laughs> so anyway, that's a, that's a very weird version, but anyway, uh, Battletech players worldwide on Google maps. Um, you just got to type it in and and uh put your pin in um and join join the join the movement baby i think that's also on our facebook page too it is and i might repost it or uh make it an announcement uh to make it more readily available but speaking of facebook pages um if we could get like another person to join the facebook page that would be awesome <laughs> because we're sitting at 666 still, members somebody left still stuck in. somebody left the group i don't know why you would ever want to leave the wolfnet radio podcast facebook group but then somebody joined again and so we're still stuck at 666 so if someone could please make that <laughs> not the mark of the beast that would be awesome have your mom join. I'm not going to have my mom join. How about your sister? Uh, she probably could. She's dealt with my nerddom long enough. So, yes. Oh, she's played. She's played, yeah. She actually has yeah. played Battletech. That was one of my first uh, Alpha Strike matches at uh Oh, at the store? store with, That's right. Against your sister. Corrupted you old store. And she the was just there to store. drink beer and roll yeah. dice. The real Morning. garage. Yeah, so, garage. yep, Battletech, right. uh, Battletech players worldwide. Google Maps. Well, next comes up is requests. Do we have any requests for the podcast? still keep doing the most amazing job that we've ever done i think that's the most request i've got yeah we keep expanding and helping people and uh I, recently what bob weersma reached out to the facebook page good said, old hey, bob i've known him since college yeah and uh he uh apparently has a thursday night gaming group that gets together in sioux city iowa and they were excited to get into Battletech. They play a bunch of different games, uh, trying new things. So he's uh, talked to him personally, and it sounds like they'd like us to come down there sometime and introduce them to Classic or Alpha Strike, either one. And it sounds like they needed a box set. I think I have an extra one left over that I'm going to bring with. I've got an extra one, too. Give that I've to got them. like I've got a couple at the house that I can replenish <laughs> with. So, hey, so they've I'll got bring... a game. They've got a game store in Sioux City. They can go patron, patron uh, uh, patronize that place. Is it patronize? I feel yeah. like that's the wrong word. It sounds it patronize? sounds wrong, but I think it is right. 
Patronize, patronize, Patron? patronize. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Control spell Support? check. <laughs> they can they can go press Support? the flesh at the store. There you go. <laughs> we're gonna have Support to support their uh, FLGs. Matt, you know we're gonna have to charge Bob like a case of beer for us to come all the way down to Sioux City and and expel our infinite hey. knowledge upon them. Hey, stop bitching we, because we if you go turn them early. over. Because if you go and turn them over, then you'll have eight people to play with in Northwest Iowa and have more than Kaji now. Ooh. Good good point. We're going to have to go a little bit earlier to meet the uh, transport requirement timing schedule. But yeah. that should be easily feasible. We can get a meal. We can have fun. We can have some suds. We can throw some dice. And the Weirsmas are awesome. We can so. exchange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we will be talking to Bob soon. Jealous, I can't. Uh, other than that, you're up in Minnesota, Andrew, right? What's your other? Yeah. You have an other. Who's? You had you had others. You had more in and uh, you had more in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you got a gaming group over there, right? Oh, he's got working on it. Thousands on in Minnesota. Together. Working on you get, together. You got a whole like like twin cities up there to work with. Yeah. Oh, hey, Matt, before you go to the next thing, I don't think we've ever done this on the show, but I'm going to oh. shout out Tuesday night. Since we're talking yeah. about Mega Mech, and hopefully I have this out like Tuesday, I will make it a, a personal uh, goal of mine to have this podcast out by Tuesday morning. So you can all enjoy oh. Tuesday night fights right here at WolfNet, presented. Uh, this week is Tuesday Night Hot Wings, spelled with two T's. <laughs> Whatever, Mario. It sounds like it's, sounds sounds like it's gonna be uh, a bunch of winged mechs. Yeah. <laughs> well, here any, at Wolfnet, any, any mech that has wings. Straight straight from uh, Mario's mouth himself. Here at Wolfnet, we have one of the best gaming groups around. For many of us, the camaraderie we have here is something we are looking forward to for years. Tuesday Night Fights has replaced a night at the bar with our local buddies. So here's to you, people that jump on Discord, no matter what, where, when. Join up and share what, and join in what we share. By this request, Tuesday Night Fight, we're going to belly up for some hot wings. But, thwer, <laughs> T-H-W-R-E, is, is no beer. <laughs> Fuck, Mario. That's where you come in. Rules are run with an exclamation point. Grab some wings, mechs with partial wings, let the RNG take the sticks for exciting down the back race. Run, jump, walk, limp, crawl to the rally point, retrieve the beer, and go charging back to your friends. Two, three pilots, because shooting at your friends is funny, but hitting is funnier. <laughs> there will be a round limited place. <laughs> also, make sure to set the throttle at full. Sharn, oh, shout out to Sharn. Sharn gets too edged, so his head will remain intact for a little while. <laughs> Blind deployment because it's funny. Oh, man. So this edit. is a uh, Jade Falcon. Uh... Control, spell check. I'm writing it right now. There's so many spelling errors in there. It's not even funny. All right, and with others that don't fit in any other category, 
We have just a friendly reminder to everyone who leaves their miniatures out in a high traffic area. Shmoo, huh. in range of Shmoo, the 15 pound house cat, jumps on what he thinks are a terracotta armor, a terracotta army set on eating all of his whiskers and rides them like a buckaroo bonsai all the way to the floor, turning in a casualty report of 30 to their owner, like leaving a territorial calling card of twisted metal and destruction to weep over when they get home from work. Don't do that. Don't Make leave sure your you shit out up. to a 15-pound house cat. Meow. Please police up your mini is just a helpful hint. <laughs> so you don't have to go through uh, the uh, dread of picking them up out of the carpet in pieces. The cat or the mechs? I don't know if that cat's still alive. Uh, Please spade or (laughs) your pets if you have to. Destroying 30 miniatures. (laughs) Yes, Bob Barker. Destroying 30 miniatures. There's got to be some some punishment for that. Repercussions. (laughs) Take away the catnip. It's it's part of your process, too. Like, when I... Mario, stop putting... Catnip in your paint. If I personally like get a miniature ready, I'll I'll get my like hard case of all the tools and supplies I need. I'll get it out. I'll get the mini out, and I'll start working on it with a handy dandy carrier. And I'll if I pause, I'll put it away or protect it. Um. The only times I won't protect a miniature is if it's not mine and just someone's who is not going to be too worried if it gets destroyed. If it's a commission or if it's my miniature, I protect it as if it's my last mini to ever make. So just a word to the wise, (laughs) police up your stuff, protect it. And utilize those sponsors and um, suppliers that give you nice uh, protective carriers. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, a 15-pound house cat can also be substituted as a a six-year-old boy uh, that (laughs) has too much time on his hands. Anyway, shout-outs! One, one. We got one more thing to cover. Oh, we do. Yeah. Oh. You have asked for it. Some... You have asked for it, and we have some... come through. As you have seen, um, we've been um, slowly sending out uh, some patches and some interesting swag to members of the regiment who have helped us in various forms and fashions, and. We're not going to leave you out. Uh, those the watch Aries games and miniatures. Uh, we are going to uh, have a site very soon uh, where you too can acquire Wolfnet branded merchandise. The Wolfnet mm. bundle, baby. Edit. Hats don't sell. <laughs> Edit two thirty-five. Edit. <laughs> Oh, 
Otherwise, Wolf. you can take the whole works out too. Otherwise, Wolfnet swag. Wolfnet swag. Well, swag implies that we're just giving it away. Oh, <laughs> not Wolfnet swag. Uh, Wolfnet merchandise. Wolfnet merch. Get that sweet, sweet merch, boys. Merch apparel. <laughs> What's next? I'd, I'd like to make a a movie quote like, Don't "Touch the merch, motherfucker." <laughs> Anyway, be on the lookout very, very soon on AriesGamesAndMiniatures.com for uh, a nice couple of things that we have done uh, here recently, and I think you're all going to enjoy them very much. So, um, again, keep keep a hold of uh, keep a lookout on Aries Games and Miniatures because it's coming soon. Woo! Shout Merch. outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. I'll go first. I'm first on the list. Um, I want to give a shout out to Scott uh, Cooksey at uh, Battle Barn for um, giving us a place to play and some really kind words. Um, he more or less said that anytime WNRP wants to game, we have a, a ready place to play. We had a lot of fun the first time we were there and, and we're excited to go back. Um, Joseph Ryan for, uh, getting me a, a, a Valley, an STL. I actually printed off, uh, four Valley trucks or vehicles for Aaron, even though we can't use them in the game. <laughs> they were really cool. I just wanted to give them to, cause I know he's all about his valleys. <laughs> I can't use them though. <laughs> and it, earlier in the podcast, you know, we talked about that, that we've been at this for years now. And that, that got me to thinking that we wouldn't be where we are without our listeners and, and without people being interested in what we're doing and, and showing us the love. So um, I want to give a shout out to everyone who listens to us, members of the regiment, participants in Facebook, or just want to give us shit. Um, we really <laughs> appreciate it and thank you. It's, it's been a great ride so far. Huzzah. Kagi. Okay. Go next. Um, recently had a spy network going on, so some things behind the scenes, and I want to thank those of who you know who you are for supplying and also planning. There will be plenty of fun things in store for people in the future, whether they know about it or not. So, thank you from Bloodbath. God, I think that's the first shout out that we've ever had where I really didn't want anything to do with it. Like, <laughs> I, like in my head, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not part of that shout out. <laughs> Just sounds scary. <laughs> Very ominous. Very ominous. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Uh, my shout outs. Uh, first especially like everybody on the discord part of the regiment um just because back oh, way back when when i started writing uh, aars in like a narrative form and everybody enjoyed it that really gave me the impetus to try uh, my hand at writing a story i wouldn't have uh i never would have got had the confidence to submit something to shrapnel without all you guys so thank you um 
Next, uh, John, Jason, Aaron, Jeff, and Ray for the AMA. Uh, and then special thanks uh, to Philip Lee. Um, he is, for those of you who don't know, he's the managing editor of Shrapnel. So I just really appreciate your feedback, your um, input, pointers, all, you know. If you're looking to uh, submit to Shrapnel, do it. Philip is a Phil's a great guy. Um, he will, uh, yeah, he'll help you out if if there's anything that will make your story better. He'll let you know. So that's mine. Uh, Tommy, you got any shoutouts? Oh. Uh... Nah, the only shoutouts was already called, so uh, the one I was going to say was thank you for for people who has been listening this whole time. So, um, I'm going to give a huge shout-out to uh, Eden and Gold Bishop uh, on the Discord channel, uh, especially with the whole Gina 2 campaign going on. Those two have put in so much awesome work and so much stuff. Um refining the 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 player experience and tracking all the information from all of our missions that we're doing um, uh, as well as flushing out kind of the more player experience of of achievements and stuff like this eden has been working his ass off as well as gold bishop has and and uh i just i just don't want them to go unnoticed because what they do is awesome. Um, as well as everyone else in the regiment that I just thank you for participating. It's a lot of fun, uh, especially with this new campaign that we have going on. But, uh, those two guys in particular, um, just want to give them a shout out cause they've done a lot of work on their own time and they didn't need to, but it's, uh, they're, you can just feel the passion that they have for, the whole regiment, I mean, they're a little biased towards their own <laughs> battalions, but that's okay. That's good. Um, and it's it's fun. So I uh, want to, again, big shout out to Eden and Gold Bishop for everything that they're doing. So, But we'll still kick your butt, Eden, if we have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm shouting you out, but you're still my sworn enemy right now. O-Tube. O-Tube. O-Tube's going down. <laughs> It's like the name of a bad band, uh, boy band or something like that. We're O-Tube. <laughs> <clears throat> Lots of love. Uh, Anybody else? I think that's it. All right. I'm as concerned. You can reach us at uh, WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Discord, YouTube, and the Patreon. We appreciate your listening and have a great night and a pleasant tomorrow. Sign up for you. Uh, sign up for Patreon because the new gem of the month is coming out in a couple of days, so you don't want to miss out on it. <laughs>